Cheers. So, Brett, we're getting to the end of 2023 for Two Drinks Cinema. So what are we going to do for 2024? Well, as our Christmas list has proved, Mm. going just by anniversaries isn't great. Yeah, Bill Murray. (laughs) Yeah, Will Ferrell. So, I had an idea. Okay. Listeners... Mm. Let us know what movie you want us to review. Yeah, yeah. We are going to put all the movies into a hat. Yep. I have a Willy Wonka-style hat, so there's a movie reference. Oh, okay. And then we'll just pull one out each week. Will it also come with, like, a child that was killed in a chocolate factory? No, it won't. Okay, that's good. Or any bubblegum or any dancing Oompa Loompas. It won't come with that. Okay. Hugh Grant or otherwise. All right. Okay. So So, people should write in and say, hey... Brett, I don't think you've done enough Bette Midler movies. How about you do this yeah. one? Yeah. If they are going to write in, yeah. make sure they do it on a stamped self-addressed envelope. <laughs> yeah. So people can send it back to us. That's going to be 2024. Good. We've got some Random. on our list already. We've already actually got one listener suggestion. Really? Prior to this idea coming to Great. us. Right. So if you want us to review your movie. Yep. Then get onto us on the socials or comment on the YouTube channel and let us know what you want to hear from us in 2024. Yeah, we'll give you a shout out. Yeah. Thanks, Mm. Brett. Thanks, Lee. Thanks, listeners. Welcome to Two Out of Three Recommend. I'm Lee. And I'm Brett. We're two brothers out of three getting together to chat and recommend drinks, movies, shows and things to keep you busy. Welcome to another episode of Two Out of Three Recommend. We are two out of three brothers recommending stuff for life. Hello, Brett. Hello, Lee. How are you? Good. You're How trying you? to mix it up a bit? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm good. I'm good. We are definitely heading towards summer, but still hanging on to a bit of wintry spring at I the was, moment. I uh, was playing a game of netball the other night. Yes. Which I'd recommend. Uh, <laughs> and... It was quite warm. Oh, no, it wasn't that warm. It was like maybe low 20s. Yep. Right? But it was still sunny, and so I was sweating. But, hey, I'm sweating right now. Yeah. Um And then we went out for dinner after, and then by the time we left dinner, it was like, I'm cold. Yeah. So it's, it's doing that thing where it's warm, wild. and then it's just like, bang, cold. All over the place. Um, should we have a drink? I think we should. I'm looking forward to this one. Okay, good. I'm going to say. Is that because, because it's been in your fridge for a week Well, um, yeah. I bought it last week uh, because I saw it next to whatever we drank last week. Uh, and it's been sitting there taunting me for a week, wanting me to drink it because it is classic red pub soda flavour of Brookvale Union. I didn't know it was Four Pines. And I... They're all the same thing. Oh, yeah. I remember growing up, raspberry was my drink of choice before we were allowed to have Coke. And so red pub soda flavour is a bit nostalgia. Yeah. One standard drink. That's all right. Brookvale Union, we've had their lemon one a couple of weeks ago, and we liked that. So I thought I'd try the Rapsy flavour. Okay. Hectic. No, I, I have seen this and nearly bought it myself. So. Hectic artwork. Yeah, I don't quite understand what that's got to do with it's like vodka, red pub, classic Terry, flavor, pub soda. It's like Terry Gilliam took acid and then oh. drew, tried to draw something to Monty do with Python. Um, vodka, red pub soda. I guess pubs have jukeboxes. There's a jukebox guy with a top hat. 
and that guy's face is red, pouring from a teapot into a flower vase with speakers in it. And the sun is also anyway. red. <laughs> this isn't a visual. Okay. Um, There's a man riding a ding <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Cheers. Cheers. Brookvale Union Classic Red Pub Soda Vodka. It's pub. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's pub raspberry. It's bordering on creaming soda. Yeah, red creaming soda, though, not brown creaming yeah. soda. Yeah. But you know what? It's not that sweet. No. You're right, actually. It could be redder. Mmm. Yeah. I mean, I'll drink it. Yeah. And drink the four on the left there. Drink quite easily, actually. (laughs) I'm going to have dinner with friends tonight, so I will be taking those other four. You took... You got to take... That poor restaurant. You got to take the uh, sour cider the other week. So it's my turn to take this one. Yeah, did I even drink it? Yeah, I did drink it. All right, what do you got to go um, with it? I have something salty because I thought that would be sweeter. Yes. And I'm mixing it up a bit. So I have kettle sweet potato chips. I actually really like sweet potato with chips. With rosemary and sea salt because I, I love a bit of rosemary. Yeah, yeah. Rosemary. Rosemary. However you want to say it's it. It's easy to grow. Rosemary. Apparently, I don't know. It's actually a weed. Can you smell the rosemary? I can smell sweet potato. All right, which well, is good because, and also kettle. For the viewers at home, this is where the chips go up to. It's like mm. half the bag. I just ate vegan the chips. Sorry, that's all right. Before we say cheers, I had to have a rant uh, about the thing. Cheers, cheers. We can talk while I eat. Um, oh, the sweet potato flavor could be stronger. Like I've made my own sweet potato chips. For one of my old food businesses. I'm not getting much rosemary. I'm not getting a lot of sweet potato. It's just salt. Can I have another one? It's just salty. But they do feel healthier. They're (laughs) gluten-free, vegan-friendly. They feel healthier. Um, Like you said about the classic pub red soda, I expected these to be sweeter. You expected them to be sweeter? Well, sweet potato. Oh, it says yeah. vegan friendly two asterisks, right? Yeah, okay. Just so we don't use any animal products in the preparation of these chips, which is good because they're potato. Yep. Just so you are aware, they are cooked in the same facility as other products that are not vegan. Oh, okay. Mm. So if you're one of those, then I saw a clip on the reels slash TikToks of uh, QI. Avocados are not vegan friendly, strictly. Did you know that? They're a fucking plant. Well, this is what Sandy tells me. Sandy who? From QI. Oh, I thought... (laughs) (laughs) Just a person from QI. No. Yeah, Sandy, the host of QI. Sandy Roberts. Yeah. Tells me that because they are hard to cultivate, Mm -hmm. they transport bees to where they want the avocados to grow. And because that is an unnatural way of using okay. an animal, right. super strict vegans can't eat avocados or pumpkins or two other things that I can't remember from the show. Honey. Um, it's yeah, honey. like that um, episode of The Simpsons where that guy's a level five vegan. 
and he won't cast yeah, anything. Yeah. He does his own pocket mulch, and he <laughs> won't eat anything that casts a shadow. Um, that's isn't that Moby? No, it's some kid oh, with yeah. the thing, and she yeah, gets stuck in the tree, and, and she likes like, him. When the the bucket, the lightning struck it, you know, and she and they think she's dead because yep. Lisa climbs the tree because they were going to chop down this big tree. Yeah, because she has the a rich crush. Texan was like, yeah, once she has a crush something. on this vegan. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're going to Simpsons Trivia tomorrow night if you're listening we to this are. on the day that it's released. So let's hope there's a round on that episode yeah. and nothing after a season 10. <laughs> question, as long as the question is, is the guy that grows his own pocket food Moby, I'll be able to answer no yeah. to that. Um, I couldn't so name him. I was always, I was already thinking of um, some team names. Oh, good, good. And I was like, it was going to be Everything's Coming Up Millhouse. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Or maybe the Purple Monkey Dishwashers. Yeah. Or uh, that's all I had. Lots of people are going to say monorail. We don't want to do that. No, that's basic. Yeah. You're basic. Yeah. I'm watching The Good Place again. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's just there. It's I just haven't watched mind. a sitcom. Well, I have. But <laughs> I have, uh, and we'll get to that in a sec. Other, what other team names could we have for Simpsons team name trivia at Pride of Our Footscray? One of our favorite bars. If you know any and you're listening to this before Thursday night when we are going to be the team, let us know on the socials. The we could everything's coming up two out of three recommend. <laughs> yeah. Everything's no, that's gonna sound terrible. Or maybe it'll work. It I... looks like you point Dexter. Sorry. <laughs> um Sorry, that was just a random quote from an episode. We you have watched things that I aren't have. sitcoms, you just said. Yes. Or do you want to hear about the sitcom you have watched that I've now watched an episode of? Yeah, do it. Okay. Frasier. Oh, okay. No. No? No. Did you only watch the one episode? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what? I, because I was like, maybe I'll watch more. And then I'm like, no, I'll just watch it, Will and Grace again. So that's when you know a TV show is not good. If you can't get me to watch it instead of watching something I've watched before. I was turned off straight away when Frasier first appeared and the crowd cheered. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not necessary. We know he's coming. Like, he's not a guest star. Yeah. Like, they haven't decided to make a spin-off of his nephew. Yep. And then he appears. Mm-hmm. We don't need that. It's called Frasier. Yep. Kelsey Grammer's going to be there. Yeah, it's called Frasier starring Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. Kelsey Grammer is returning as Frasier. Yes. The first thing you see is Kelsey Grammer literally returning Yeah. as Frasier. The first thing you see is that one-dimensional English character. Oh, yeah. Then you see Frasier. Yep. Then you see his one-dimensional nephew. Mm-hmm. Then you see his one-dimensional English friend's one-dimensional boss. Yep. Then you see his one-dimensional son. Then you see his one-dimensional son's one-dimensional housemate. Yeah. And that's why I won't be watching any more of the show. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just sitcom because everybody just has had their, you know, back in the days of sitcom, everybody's yeah. very one-dimensional. Yes. Like, you know. I, uh, but then you said, like, you, you've watched, rewatched Will and Grace. Are they one-dimensional? No. Because but that's I think, a good. That's like a good no, no. show. But like Frasier, original Frasier, ran for a while. Yeah, but it was all pretty one-dimensional when you think of it. Yeah, maybe like the they writing all were the was same. Better. I think it was. Because if you think about like Seinfeld, like if you think about Big Bang, oh, the okay. pinnacle Seinfeld, right? Yeah, yeah. They're pretty 
one dimensional. Yeah. The four of them. Like Jerry yeah, yeah. is successful, Elaine is Elaine, Kramer is Kramer and George is George, right? That's it. Yeah. But is is does that get a pass because the writing is so good? I think it gets a bit of a pass because it's not a traditional sitcom in terms of like situ- situation comedies that each episode they're not in like a, oh, no, I've got two dates to the prom. What am I going to do? You know <laughs> yeah, what I yeah. mean? We're like, oh, no, my dad's my next door neighbor now. Oh, <laughs> that's what I felt like at the end of the episode of Frasier. You know what? I didn't even get that far. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it got a bit better as the episode went on. I don't bother. I got to, he found out he had a baby, but it didn't have a baby. Oh, but it's not his baby. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought, I thought. Sorry, spoilers. How much, no, stuff it. How much of a tease was it like, oh, thought that when they were referencing the baby. Yeah. I was like, are they referencing a male partner? Yeah, that's what I thought at first. And I was like, oh, I was like, what a letdown. It's a fucking baby. Yep. And... It's, I don't know, it just felt a one-dimensional characters and a one-dimensional script. Uh-huh. Kelsey Grammer is very good, and he plays that arrogant, overly educated, highly educated person very well. Yeah. I didn't like the line of, oh, whenever I'm bo- in Boston, I yeah. feel like I spend too much time at a bar. Yeah. Like, that made your career, mate. Yeah. Like, well. Kelsey Grammer, but like, yeah, I I don't know. I didn't like that. I didn't like the couple of fan service jokes like Boston is calling, are you listening? And yes. then the studio audience is told to go, <laughs> I hated that. Mm. Then I was like, oh, he's going to have a show again. Yeah. Which he might. I don't know. He will, because I've seen the a clip from a, a, the last episode of this series oh. where he's on the air. But where's Roz? She was the rosiest. Like Ah, oh, Roz. <laughs> she's yeah. the rosiest. And Bulldog. Bulldog. Is he dead? I don't I feel like... I think he is. I don't feel like they are the first series where it's one-dimensional. No. I feel like it went on, it was very one-dimensional at the start, but then it developed because then, you know, Nigel and Daphne got together and blah, yeah. blah, blah. I don't feel like any of these characters could have an emotional connection I don't know if any of them have emotion. Whereas in the first one, like there was legit friendship and care between Frasier and Roz, when even when she was at her rosiest. Yeah. And genuine care between the dad and Frasier and Niles, even though they didn't seem like they were similar at all. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm going to get that out of these characters. Yes. I feel so like a lot of enjoy the, your money, Kelsey. <laughs> a lot of the with the original, it was a lot. The relationship of the sons with the dad was a lot better, and I don't think they're doing it with this one. No, you know what I mean. Everybody's like, "Ha ha ha!" They're not going to learn long, but they still care for each other. Whereas, like, I literally think that Fraser's son does not like him. So we'll see, but we won't because I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, but it and it's not in the like. We'll see when it gets to next year's Emmys and they yeah. froth it because it's fucking Kelsey Grammer. It's, so, but the the son not liking the dad is not in that funny because we're different. It's because you abandoned me. Yeah, but also it's not written in that. Is it Lilith? Funny acerbic way that Lilith is. Yeah, like the harshness and 
her delivery mm. of Lilith make that great, where it's just the son saying, I do not want to spend time with you. Yeah, I have my own life and you don't fit in. Yeah, and he's like, you remind me of your mother. <laughs> and then Dark. Kelsey Grammer sings the credits. Does he sing the credits this time? I yeah, didn't make does. it to the credits. He's, he goes, yeah, you know how this one goes. There'll be oh. a hit. Oh, and God. it was very much the same credits of there's a scene while the music's going on, you know, like an end of the show oh. kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I do not recommend the new Frasier. Oh, okay. Okay. I watched a movie mm. because it has Simon Pegg in it. Oh, he's good. What was it on? Was it on Netflix? Was it on Prime? Anyway, I watched it on something. Yep. And it's called Nandor Fodor and the Talking Mongoose. All right. Doesn't sound great. Well, maybe I should have paid attention to the title, not sound okay. great, because it was bloody weird. Um, so Simon Pegg plays this paranormal psychologist or whatever, right? Yep. Called Nandor Fodor who is from undistinct kind of um, European country. Yeah. Like the accent. So he, Simon Pegg, if you're listening, just do things with British accents. Are we talking the witches reboot? It was very like, I am from somewhere in Sweden, but maybe Turkey. All right. You had a little Canadian slip in there yeah, too. Yeah, right. So <laughs> not as bad as Anne Hathaway's Okay. What was the what was the phrase? Accent gymnastics. <laughs> um I wrote Simon Pegg plays detective thing. Um and then it was weird. So at the start I was already a bit annoyed because it was one of those movies that had like six or seven production companies. Oh yeah. So it was like this production company, this and then it had all the I'm like When's the movie going to start? Yeah. And that's when you're like, no no one person really had faith in this movie. Yeah. So, it's all about... It's set in the somethings, maybe the 20s. Um, can you tell how much I paid attention? The 30s. I just looked it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. It was just... Yeah. Um, and it has a bit of a backstory of what this talking mongoose is. Yeah. And it's very slow. Oh. Like, it's literally some guy narrating. Like, mm. this family found this talking mongoose, da-da-da-da. You know what I mean? It's a very yep. thing. Yeah, But So, there's a lot of just, like, um, talking and nothing really happens. Is there then silliness at the end of it? Nope. Not really. There's a bit of silliness, but it's just dumb. Because the trailer is just coming back to me, and I have seen silliness in the trailer. What was the silliness? Or, like, weirdness of, like, him going into a barn. And oh, yeah, happens. yeah. There's that. Good, though? Uh, Funny? I think you kind of knew what was going to happen in the end anyway. There were a couple little laughs, but not, like, that great. So it's Simon Pegg, Minnie Driver oh. is in it. Christopher Lloyd's in it. Is he good or is he, pl- he plays the mongoose? He, he plays the, he plays Christopher Lloyd. Okay, yep. And then some other people that you might have seen in British things. Um, is Simon Pegg uh, waning a little bit without 
Uh-huh. Uh, Edgar Wright. Uh-huh. <laughs> there um, was actually some he is, good... in, he is in Mission Impossible. Yeah. Um, as Tom Cruise's little computery offsider. Scotty. Oh, no, that's Star Trek. <laughs> He's also in Star Trek as Chris Pine's little computery offsider. I did see something that he's, like Simon Pegg, it's like he's done the holy trinity of nerddom because he's been in Star Trek, Star Wars and Doctor Who. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But not in Nandor and the Talking Mongoose. Um, Mm. There were some good, like, directing shots and bits and that kind of thing. But I feel like it was trying to be kind of somewhat suspenseful, but it wasn't really suspenseful. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Too much talking to be suspenseful. Like, I felt it was, like, leading up to some sort of payoff and we didn't get the payoff. Right. It's got a 5.3 on IMDb. Yeah. Do you think that's warranted? Yeah. It's just okay. All right. It says, When famed paranormal psychologist Dr. Nandor Fodor investigates a family's claim of a talking animal, he uncovers a mysterious web of hidden motives. Soon, everyone becomes a suspect in his relentless pursuit of the truth. It didn't seem that relentless. It's somewhat... This other thing, it says it's somewhat vaguely based on a true story. Yeah, there were like newspaper articles yeah. about a talking mongoose on the, the Isle of Man. The talking mongoose hoax that became a newspaper sensation in the 30s, the crop circle story of its day. Ooh. Or the mystery craters story. Ooh. Remember that? I was telling someone about that the other mystery day. Mystery craters. That we found in the Northern Territory. Mm. We went to, remember? This yes, guy went in his backyard, dug a hole and found a crater. Yeah. Mm. That's what a ho- crater is. It's a big hole. Um, all right. So, What's no? the come of you watch? Yes oh, or no? no. Like, it's all right, but no. Nah. Maybe I wasn't paying that much attention. But okay. it, it didn't get my attention, so that's its fault. Literally, the last word in my notes is meh. <laughs> all right. Um, the sitcom I watched was Frasier. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Book? Book. <laughs> yeah. I've read a book. Um, it is by, I'm going to move the chips over here. It is by Caroline Angel, author of Mad Men Across the Water, Origin of Evil and Less, a thriller writer from Victoria, Australia. Oh, local. Nice and local. This is called Where Shadows Move. There's the blurb on the back for YouTube. Did you read it? I hope so. Caroline Angel, it's... That's a big blurb. Yeah. There's a lot in there, which is good. I like that it's set in Melbourne. Okay. So the main character is a real estate agent in Melbourne. And then she goes to, I think they even say in the story, she goes to like Campbell Market. Oh. And picks up a whole bunch of stuff. And in there is this deck of tarot looking cards. Ah. But then the cards start to do things. Ooh. Uh, and she learns that the cards may be possessed. Ooh. And stuff is happening in her life that is caused by these cards. Is it just like, oh my god, seven cups? Oh. No. Well, they're tarot-ish. Okay, they're not. Not there's not like tarot. Seven cups. Okay. No, there's not like a death and a priestess or whatever is on there. Um, and Jane Seymour from Live and Let Die doesn't appear to okay. read them. Yeah. It's well set up. I thought the start was a little bit slow. Mm. But then stuff happens. Okay. And I'm realizing that that build up is a good build up so into it's like, a hectic kind of climax. So it's like Nandor Fodor. 
there was a slow build up, yeah. but then nothing happened. Stuff happened in this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a slow build up, but stuff actually happens. That's good. And the uh, climax is pretty hectic. It. I wouldn't say it's definitely a thriller, but I wouldn't say it is super scary. Okay. Like, you know, sometimes you don't, but readers know that sometimes you read a book that is that draws you into the scariness of it. This okay. is more a creepy thriller type one. Okay, good. I yeah. might like it. It's not horror. Um, you won't like it because it's a book, though. Oh, uh, well, will I like it enough to make it a movie? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll let you well, know. TV shows, it's a series. Okay, um, good. Yeah, I'll let you know because I've met Caroline. She'll tell me if it gets made into a movie. Okay. And then um, we will recommend the movie version Good. once you've watched it. Yeah. But, um, yes, Where Shadows Move by Caroline Angel. She's got quite a few books out uh, that you can find on the internets cool. to buy. Um, she's got, yeah, she's got quite a few. They're all set reasonably locally. So if you're a Melbourne Ooh. slash Bullshit. <laughs> Victoria. Bullshit. Actually, I might <laughs> like this one. Um, the... Yeah, if you're a local reader, Melbourne, Victoria person, uh, I think this is the first of her books that I am reading, and I've got another one uh, next ready to go. Um, they're all set mm. kind of locally with kind of very real things. Yeah, that's a signed copy. Signed copy. Yeah. I'm very special. Oh. So, yeah. Okay. Um, check out Where Shadows Move. I might. I do recommend. Good. Mm. I'll pass it on to mum after I've done with it too because she will like it. Oh, good. Um, speaking of things that are set in Victoria and in Melbourne. You rewatched Blue Healers. I did. <laughs> no. Um, I watched another movie yep. called Of An Age. Okay. Which is an Australian gay movie. Um, <laughs> yep. But, like, it was pretty good. It was a bit hectic at the start. Yeah, right. So it's like... There's a guy and his friend's hectic and a mess. And then he, his friend, who's a girl, has an older brother and then they connect and yada, yada, yada. Yep. Um, it lost me a bit at the start. Okay. Right. The the hectic friend who's a bitch, uh, she's like woken up and she's like, I don't know where I am. I'm on the beach for some reason. Um, and then she's like, she goes to a payphone. It's said in the... Late 90s. So okay. that's why there's a payphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know, like, she's like, I need money for the payphone. I'm like, did they not have, was 1-800-REVERSE not a thing then? Yeah, maybe not. And I was like, oh, that looks familiar. This whole beach and there's an oval and then like a milk bar. Yep. It's familiar. I'm like, oh, maybe this is, is in the West. And then um, she calls and she's like, I'm on like Allenby Street, the way she was talking. So then he had to get out the <laughs> Melways to find where that was. And she's like... There's four of them. There's one near the beach. Oh, Altona. And I'm like, that is not Altona. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure it was like Werribee South. But hey. That does have a milk bar. You know, where it's like, and then there's like a tea, and then there's like an oval. And then the milk bar's behind it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mum and I almost bought that milk bar. Yeah, that's why I thought I recognised it. Yes, yes. Yeah, so it's not Altona. So it kind of lost me. Yeah. Uh, And then they were like, they live somewhere in the north suburbs. So he was like, it'll take me an hour to get there. I'm like... Okay, maybe. So then the brother comes on and then they bond while they're going to pick up the fucking nut job of a bloody sister. Um, and then we'll go, we'll go back. I'm not going to talk through the whole movie. Uh, <laughs> it's like, 
we'll, scene three. Scene three. It's like, okay, we'll find another way home. Let's go. Um, let's go Geelong Road, and then dine on, and then thing. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm like, that's not how you would get back there. Well, yeah, you oh, basically. Corrie, he said Cora Creek, Geelong Road, dine on. Yeah. Actually, no, yeah. Yeah. It's Brunswick. Um, well, I think it's more north-north, um, like, you know, like in Mickleham. I don't know. Well, no, I'd go up. Geelong Road, Racecourse Road, mm. and then north. But I worked out how you can I worked <laughs> out how you can know if people are from the, the western suburbs or not. Yeah. And it's how they say Dynan Road. Really? It's Dynan Road, right? Yeah, yeah. Not Dynon. They might just not be from Melbourne at all. If it's it's yeah, well that's bad directing then. I'm like, no, cut, cut. Yeah. It's Dynan. It's Dynan Road. Dynon. If you say Dynon, you're not from the West. It's the road that's open at the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Westgate Tunnel, thanks very much. Yeah. It is a nice movie. And there are some really nice moments. There's some weird moments. Mm. Um But like all in all, it's a bit predictable. Romances generally are. It's romancy, yeah. I was talking to someone yesterday, and romance seems to be, in books and a bit in film, the most by-the-numbers stories. Yeah. Which is why they can be predictable. Yeah. Uh, it's also why they're reasonably, no offence to any romance writers listening, reasonably easy to knock out. Just go bang, 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 yeah, bang, yeah, right yeah. one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, some of the acting was good. Some of the dialogue was weird. And the friend was just, like, really annoying. Anyone we know? Uh, no. Okay. I was like... That's good. None they of these people just... have been in Blue Healers. Well, it's good that they haven't just defaulted to the usual people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's good there's some Aussie queer films getting viewed and getting yeah. out there a little bit more. Yeah. Would you recommend? I would recommend. It's a nice watch. What's it called again? Of an Age. Of an Age. It has a 7.1 on uh, IMDb. How can we watch it? Uh, on um, Prime, I think. Okay. Yeah, Prime. Good. Can I recommend something to do? Yep. This summer, I recommend for people to go to see the Melbourne Aces baseball. Okay. You may Where can not I see them? You may not be a baseball fan, mm -hmm. but I think it's actually a great sport to watch. Yeah. I've obviously played it for a long time. But if you've want, tried to watch MLB on the TV, that is a slow watch. Uh-huh. But live, I think the Melbourne Aces are doing a good job of creating some atmosphere at the right. Melbourne ballpark, which is in Altona. The stadium, actually Altona or Werribee's house? No, actually Altona. Okay, good. The stadium, we will all admit in the baseball community, even the Melbourne Aces and Baseball Victoria, is not ideally located. No, it is not. The closest station is Laverton Station and you have to walk back under the train line to then get to the stadium. Yep. Which is not ideal. But and it's a decent walk. Plenty of parking there and it is close to the freeway. Yes, it is. Uh, so driving is not a problem. Uh, tickets are pretty well priced. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head because I got a free ticket. 
Oh, well, that's I, a very reasonable yeah, price. I coached the team. My little junior team that I coached got mm. to run out with the Melbourne Aces last night, uh, which was a lot of fun, and the kids loved it, and they were, like, on TV. Uh, and the Aces lost, unfortunately. Okay. But it was a good game. It was round one, game one oh, of nice. the uh, ABL, Australian Baseball League season. And... Yeah, if you're looking for a sport to go to that isn't cricket or soccer in the summer, give baseball a crack. Give baseball a go. Check out the Melbourne Aces, particularly it, if you live in the West. It's very uh, easy to get to and local for you. Is it more um, offensive than the MLB is a pretty defensive? Um, no, it's pretty close. Like, okay. it's the game style is similar. Yeah. But... The quality is just a bit lower. Yeah, all right. Because it's, it's like at the A League from the one game of A League I watched. It's more they score more goals because it's less defensive. Yes, than the Premier League. Australian soccer football mm-hmm. definitely has a tinge of kids have those kids have also grown up playing Aussie Rules or rugby. Yeah, which are very attacking games. Yeah, whereas European football soccer. Is less like that. Is stop them scoring yes. rather than score yourself. So, yeah, the the game is pretty similar. Uh, these are just the people that are not quite the MLB level. Okay. Uh, so, but there are a couple of there's like three or four ex MLB players playing this season for the Melbourne Aces, oh. and a couple of. Uh, American guys that had played for the Melbourne Aces have gone on to play majors as well. Nice. So I'm playing the majors at the moment in the MLB, the show on the PlayStation 5. I just got promoted to the majors, so I play for the Chicago White Sox. Oh, well done. Mm, thank what you. position do you play? Shortstop, of and course. I bat seventh. Of course, because everything happens at shortstop. Although not. Oh, the yeah. game's annoying. It's good, <laughs> right? Yep. But it's a bit annoying because a few times it's like, yay, I just hit a three-run home run. And yep. then, because it, then it just skips to like your next involvement in the game. Yep. And then it's like, okay, next inning you're fielding, and now you're losing seven three. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so in that whole seven run inning, I didn't you, do anything. Nothing went to shortstop. Yeah, and that's why they scored seven. That's what I tell myself when I'm playing. I'm like, well, that, that's why we're losing because I didn't field. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. They good. hit it past you. Well, no, it, it's <laughs> like if it hit it past me, I still get to see it happen. No, well, they must all have gone to the outfield. Yeah. 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 And that's why. Not because you didn't make a play, because the hitting was better. Yeah, but it's just annoying that I don't see it. You know what I mean? Well, you don't have to put it on speed up. You can watch every play. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'd be there for three hours. Anyway, sorry. I Go back on to your Wii toes. Baseball. No, I did that. That's my recommendation oh. is to give the Melbourne Aces I baseball love a Wii go baseball. if you need a sport. Wii Baseball players are very good considering they don't have arms. Yeah. Or they, necks or legs. It um it arguably makes them better. Because they, they can reach the they can reach further. And they can dive in ridiculous ways. They dive in ridiculous they don't dive in baseball like, like they dive in tennis. Oh. The Wii tennis diving out of control. Great. Um I've started playing a game again, Lee. You'll never guess what game it is. It's not MLB the show. Pol economy. No. Oh, it's yeah. a game on the on the on the games. On the What's Switch. A game? Not the Switch. Oh, what's a game? The Snake. Sims. Oh, The Sims. It's great. Good. I can tag you in all lots of Sims memes that will always come across my oh, Facebook feed. 
the guy I made is such a winchy bitch. It's because now it's like you have aspirations, you have life goals. Oh yeah, yeah. Like oh, Brett's angry because he's not achieving his goals. I'm like, you have a house that is worth a hundred and sixty thousand simoleons. <laughs> you are the regional manager in your business career. Yeah. What what? <laughs> you just married some rando guy that lives next door after knowing him for two days how um what what is what life are you not achieving you know that's a really odd thing to add to the game because it will be the millennials that are playing it Mm -hmm. and as if millennials need any more reminder that they're like limited in achieving their goals at the moment yeah but you know what um you know what makes the game a lot easier is it's a lot easier to find the cheat codes these days you don't have to buy a magazine that has it in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to... Yeah, you just Google Sims 4 cheat codes and you go, okay, press this and enter this and you have $50,000. Done. I don't need to work. Um, I saw a meme recently about The Sims and it's like someone's applying for the job and the interviewer says this and then, yeah, I want the job. And then the interviewer says, do you have three different friends from different houses? <laughs> And it seems like, what did an you, odd request. Did you play a game of chess last night to improve your logic skill? <laughs> it's so funny, though. Did you cook burgers without burning down the entire house? No, the other sim I have in my little world. Yep. It's like you have to get money. But then every it was like every time they cooked, they started a fire. So then the, um, then the oven was destroyed. So you had to buy a new oven. So you had to buy a new oven. Yep. Then I didn't have any money to actually... <laughs> buy any food and then it was like oh i've got you enough money to... to buy food that you can cook so then i cooked and then it burnt the fucking oven again it's had to replace well, the oven do you have enough money to buy the bookshelf so we can read the cookbook to get the cooking points yeah, but that's there's how cooking, you gotta play it there's a cooking channel on the tv now so you can watch the tv do the cooking channel and it gets you cooking points. Ah, okay instead of reading a book yeah it's All actually right. like there's more stuff although i was a bit annoyed that the careers options aren't as good like you can't be a doctor anymore Oh, really? I'm like, I wanted to, because I was like, I was watching ER. And I'm like, now I want to make a sim and have them be a doctor. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Have them be George Clooney. I could, they could be a criminal, but they couldn't be, a, they could be a tech guru, a secret agent, an astronaut. Can you be an influencer? Yeah. Wow. You can do retail and you can be a barista and you can oh, be just okay. like a labourer. No, I shouldn't say just like a labourer. You can be a labourer. So they're very Gen Z jobs. It's very just like there's... Job full time jobs and there's casual jobs. I think I think you can be a babysitter. Oh, and you can have a kid. So I think if you have a kid, so you can just adopt a kid. Yep. Um, and then you they grow up, and I think when they're in school, they can have a job as well. Although I haven't had a kid yet. Okay. Have you built our house? No. Or just built your own house? I built my own house. Yeah. But I was going to build my apartment. Yeah, okay. It's pretty small. And then I was going to try build like... Well, because you've got no money because you're spending yeah, it all exactly. on ovens. Um, I was going to try build um, the Family Guy house, but I don't think that actually conforms with the laws of archi- architecture. <laughs> you're going to say archaeology. Neither does, well, the Simpsons, too, actually. <laughs> neither does the Simpsons house. Nah, there's rooms that go into rooms that yep. don't, don't go into rooms. So, anyway. back onto The Sims. Yeah. Uh, and... If you've got to spare four hours every day, play The Sims. Yeah, I don't. So, I would love to, but I don't. If they had a little Sims app, I'd probably do that. They might. Like Although a mobile version. Mm. I'd still play. Yeah. 
Anything else? No. I did a good deed. I mowed Dad's lawn last week while they were oh, away on holidays. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Can I do a good deed? Can I recommend a movie for tutoring cinema? Yeah. Grease. Oh. This, this year has been the- PG, pass it on. Yeah. <laughs> the movie is just PG. Yeah. Like it's rated mm, PG. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. It's um, questionable. Interesting. I'm in. I'm looking forward to seeing if it's aged well. Yes. Um. It is the 30th anniversary of Greece. The no, movie. It's not. Yeah, it is. 45th. 40th. Far out. 30th. When did I read something that's the 30th? It must be a different movie. Uh, but another stage production is also coming to Melbourne. Ugh, very very soon. Uh, Mil- so, oh, Millsy needs work again, I guess. So we are reviewing. Greece, the yeah 1978 movie with Tim know. Campbell as the teen angel. I don't even know why I said 30 years. Anyway, that's it. Uh, that's Two Drink Cinema coming out this Friday. Thanks for listening to another episode of Two Out of Three Recommend. Subscribe on your podcast app, like and subscribe on the YouTube channel, and head over to Two Drink Cinema for our movie reviews. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, Lee. Thanks for listening to Two Out of Three Recommend. We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast was produced and pay our respects to Elders past and present. If you'd like to support the podcast and become a member, gaining early access to episodes and an exclusive episode each month, sign up as a member using the link in the show notes. If there's something you'd like to recommend to us, get in touch on the socials or in our Facebook group. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your podcast app or on YouTube. Leave us a rating and review and tell your friends. Cheers. If you're enjoying our random chat in this podcast and you're a fan of films, check out Two Drink Cinema. Each week we create a cocktail and review a classic movie, diving deep into the story and its impact on the entertainment world. Check out the link in the show notes for this episode or find the highlights on the socials.